0: Hello everyone, my name is Dean Laxer and I'm back here with another podcast, which took me a while to record. I was a bit busy, I was still writing the novel I'm working on, which is growing slowly but steady. I'm somewhere stuck in this next chapter, which gets a bit more interesting and more complex to write for me, and uh, I have to put my mind to it, maybe tonight, and continue working on it. I have a painting I'd like to do as a gift for a friend of mine, who is uh, who's inviting me over to Switzerland, and I haven't seen him in a while. His dog died, so I'm trying to create a painting of his dog because I found some old pictures um, of the cute, cute little animal, and um, I'd like to give it a go. If I if I still can actually do it, if if it works out, I'm going to show it to you because. Uh, He doesn't know he's going to get it, first of all, and he's not following me on Instagram, so he has no clue about this. He doesn't even know I'm doing the podcast, nor does anyone else, for that matter, except you guys who keep tuning in and listening to my bullshit. And today's bullshit, well, what's it going to be? I'd like to tell you that I'm already drinking wine or anything like that, but I think I drank way too much in the past, it seems like that my kidneys are taking a toll. Not my liver, you know. My liver is doing fine. My kidneys are still not doing very well. I'm, I'm not sure why. It's, it's a mess. I'm not dying or anything. It's, it's not that terrible, but it's annoying and it's painful at some point. Anyway, who cares? Um, let's get back to business, right? The reason why I wanted to do this podcast today and the topic I wanted to choose is uh, actually Peter Gabriel, once again. It's not about a woman this time. I'm not going to complain about some kind of somebody's misfortune. I'm not going to complain about some guy I once knew who got his life thrown away because of a woman, once again. No. I am going to make a pass on that, because there are enough stories to tell on that uh, subject. And I, w- I will be back to tear these people apart, believe me. But today it's only about Gabriel and how divided, I think, the the, the fan community has become over the years. So I'm not going to talk per se about the album um, Scratch My Back or the New Blood tour. Um, I will come back to that at some point. I'm just not feeling it right now to, to dive into those cover songs or his own original songs that he recreated with the orchestra. That's all just great. I love both records and I love the live performances. But it's not about that topic. It's about um, the fact that a lot of people out there have been waiting for new Gabriel material. Some of the material that has been uh, unleashed, let's say, or at least made public to some of our ears were just staggeringly great. Uh, Over the last few years, a couple of songs have emerged and we're talking about, I think let's say, six years or something, right? Somewhere around six years, I think. Where um, he released the song, for example, Amazing, which is a song that was, so he said, previously written for Muhammad Ali, the boxer. And uh, that song is fantastic. It really is a, a uh, bright light of, let's say, Gabriel's versatility and powerful voice that he can put into pretty much any song if he wants to. And especially the arrangement is quite fascinating. You've got some world music elements there. Uh, Instruments I can, like, like usual, I cannot recognize and I can't tell you exactly what kind of instrument that is. Even if I would read about it, I couldn't distinguish them if I hear them. I only know that it's something you don't hear every day and it's a very exciting track to listen to. Um... Same goes for that record that he released, which is called PG. Funny funny enough that he called it PG, not because of his initials, but because of rated PG for theater movies and I think th- movies in general because the entire album was just filled with um, m- music that he composed or at least wrote and uh, just created masterfully for all sorts of movie productions. For example, the one with Nazareth Fatih Ali Khan uh, for Natural Born Killers. Um, I can't really pull you the title off of my head right now, but it, it's, uh, it's, it's an astonishing piece of music where you don't really hear Peter himself, but you hear the, the, the late Nazareth Fatih Ali Khan and his voice is magic in this this track, and you hear the typical moody synthesizer elements, the keyboard elements that Peter puts in there to underline the the, the song, the lyrics, and the mood. Whatever lyrics those are, I don't know exactly what Nazareth is singing per se, and even if he's not singing and he's just chanting with his voice, doing something like the, the typical uh, Nazareth magic that he does with his uh, very unique and and uh, exciting voice is worth listening to over and over again. It's one of my favorite tracks. But aside of, of of that, there was a song on the album that is called. Oh yeah, right. Before I continue with that, I just looked it up on my uh, on, on on the website here. Um, the songs that he wrote for for movies was. For example, the That'll Do song from uh, Babe 2, Pig in the City, in case you remember that that movie. I've never seen the movie. I don't like the movies in general, especially not about that pig. But the song is great. It's a Randy Newman song that was uh, performed by Gabriel but not written by him. Um, then there's, of course, Down to Earth from WALL-E, the movie. Uh, Down to Earth is a fantastic song in and of itself. Um... From the movie Virtuosity, if I'm pronouncing this correctly, I don't even know what the word means, to be honest, but um, the song, this is Party Man, this is a new version of the old song Party Man that was released back then, and this version is re-recorded with new lyrics and new vocals by Gabriel with a typical Gabrielese tongue-tingling way of singing, which is great, I love listening to that. The song I mentioned from Natural Born Killers is called "Taboo." Just for the sake of the uh, the argument I'm trying to make here today, then there's of course from "Shall We Dance" uh, the "Book of Love," and um, there's "Walk Through the Fire" from the movie Against All Odds, which is a great song. It's been, it, it's, I think, it has been uh, underrated for 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 the most part. But I think it's because of the arrangement and the way of singing that not everyone likes it. Then there's a song called "Speak" or let's say "Bol" um, from the Reluctant Fundamentalist. I've never seen the movie myself, but the song is great. There is "Nocturnal," um, a, a, a movie I cannot pronounce because it's French and my French is super bad. I'm sorry about that. I don't want to try to pronounce it. I'm going to. I'm just going to insult some French people listening, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Um, then, of course, there is a different version of In Your Eyes from the movie Say Anything. Now, the one track that I skipped is number six. It's called Every Bird from a movie called Birds Like Us, and that is one of the newer tracks that we haven't heard before, and it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song that Gabriel has recorded. Um, His singing, this is a typical Gabriel kind of song. It's not too dark, it's not too deep. It's actually a quite moving and... and, um, peaceful, gentle, executed song, I think, to, to put it mildly or more precisely. It's not something to, to, to drain you down, like on the album 4, Security, where most of the tracks have been quite heavy um, in comparison. This is a very lighthearted song, but uh, with a lot of love in there. So if you haven't heard that one, it's really, really uh, exhilarating. You should listen to it if you can. Um, The other songs that were a bit underwhelming, and I've discussed this with a couple of people online in those Facebook Peter Gabriel fan groups, and believe me, they can be passionate, these people, right? Just like I can. But um, there were two tracks recently, oh, let's say three, three tracks that were released that are not exactly breathtaking, Let's put it that way. Not exactly something that where the, the majority of, of, of the fans would say uh, superb song, please more of that. Quite the contrary. We had a few people, let's say a quite large portion of the fans are divided on these songs by saying, uh, please no, we, we had enough of that style already, we don't want another one. That doesn't mean that the song in general is bad. it's just the way that it was recorded um, it's not really to everyone's appeal, which is natural. it happens you know there's nothing terrible about that, but it is a a little bit a little bit unfortunate and I think the reason why I wanted to do this podcast today is we are entitled to convey our thoughts to be uh, a little bit um uh, skeptical at some point and criticize even that what we love or the person that we love not because we want to hate something but because criticism is sometimes due you know you cannot always follow an artist through and through blindly and just love everything they do to a hundred percent like a like a fool that makes no sense there's always something where a fan says yeah I don't like that song too much it's it's not my thing and it it goes in in all different ways. It goes it goes for all artists. Not every metalhead is going to love every album from their favorite band. It's just almost impossible. There's always a track or an album somewhere that says, "Yeah, it's one of my least favorite." It, it's it's it doesn't it doesn't really move me as much as the others do. Same you know fans say the same stuff about David Bowie. They say about Metallica that the older albums were better than what they you know, what they were writing during the 90s or early 2000s. You have these opinions everywhere. And I think it's fine. You have to criticize Elvis sometimes for a few songs that are just not, you know, maybe, um, first of all, maybe not, not executed properly, maybe not sung good enough or just produced like a mess. For example, Peter Gabriel's second album, which is... From the sound quality alone and the, 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 the style of recording is an audio mess. Not entirely. A few tracks are really, really off-putting, but the others are quite good. So there's a mixed bag of surprises, if you will, and not everyone is forced to love everything blindly, like I said, and go berserk about it. I mean, he, he is a god in music, but he's not all-powerful. So we should, you know, get a grip at some point and just see and accept the music for what it is. We can love what we love. We can dislike what we really don't like. And it's fine to do that. You know, it doesn't mean that we hate the person, for Christ's sakes. It's just everyone's taste is different. And if you don't like something, then you don't like it. It's not the end of the fucking world, is it? So just to put that out there. And before I, I go on with this discussion... Um, no, it's not a discussion. No one is going to answer to me. And with this monologue, let's say, um, the newest track that I've listened to from Gabriel was from the uh, uh, Tribute to Leonard Cohen album, the latest one that was released just a few days ago. I think it was on the 16th or something. Or, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it was. I could be wrong, but just go ahead and check it for yourself. You can order the album if you want. I personally am not going to do it because... Um, First of all, I haven't heard any samples of of the album entirely. I was looking forward to Gabriel's song as a fan, of course. If I have, you know, if I'm in the mood, I'm going to listen to the rest, or if I have time for it, I'm going to do that that as well. But I was, of course, focused to listen to the newest uh, uh, addition to the Gabriel catalogue, so I listened to a track called Here It Is, like I said, written by Leonard Cohen. And the reason why I was excited is because years ago, don't ask me when, I forgot. I think it was during uh, the late 90s, I suppose. Early 2000s, perhaps, but I think late 90s. And there was a song called Suzanne that was written by Leonard Cohen. A beautiful song, very, uh, very cryptic sometimes in, in lyrics. I think Suzanne is a very good example of how good Leonard Cohen as a songwriter really was and how exciting it was to listen to what he was saying or singing because... Some we can be on the fence here about this. I don't think that Leonard Cohen was actually a singer. He was more of a preacher or a storyteller, but he couldn't really fucking sing. That's just my opinion. Don't hate me for it. We can all you know, we can all disagree on something. It's, it's fine. And Gabriel did a cover of Suzanne, and his version is breathtaking. It is one of the most beautiful pieces I've heard. And it's because Gabriel made that song his own. He gave it his all. He was super creative about the process. He created something, a soundscape that was just beautiful to listen to. And that is what I love about Gabriel, because he can always create something really just for himself, by himself, with his friends, of course, and some band members or other musicians that he works together with. Of course, fine, but he's still the mastermind behind it, and he has... Uh, he has his, 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 his own vision about the song, the way it's supposed to be arranged, what he wants to sing, how he wants to sing it, and so forth, to give tribute to the person that he's covering and also give the song a, a different kind of spin instead of just copying it. So with this track here, here it is, I was expecting, again, something different, something that was typical Gabriel. We got 50-50 on this song. That's my personal assessment of the track, and I've listened to it quite a few times. Um, the lyrics are great, there is no, no doubt. It's, it's always due to the, to the the sheer brilliance of Leonard Cohen's songwriting. There, he has his skill set unmatched. However, I was never a fan of singing. Like I said, it's, that's not my thing. I, maybe there are some tracks out there I would, I would listen to uh, more than once or twice or three times. But it's just, I need to be moved by voices when I listen to songs. It's important that, for me personally at least, that both go hand in hand. And Gabriel is this time, that's what I feel, to uh, trying to imitate this deep, rough, uh, heavy voice that Cohen partially had, depending on the era or the the track like this one. And uh, he sounds almost like him, or he sounds more of his style instead of Gabriel's own style. That was a bit disappointing. The arrangement of the song is beautiful. That is typical for Gabriel's own kind of mix, his own taste, his own envision of, of what he wants musically from the song. That works every time. What doesn't work for me personally is the way he sings it because he's not singing, he's speaking, he's just talking, and to be honest, we had enough of those tracks where he goes very soft and careful with his voice, where he's almost just talking and not singing, like on the, the Scratch My Back album, where he covered all these various songs. Some of them are just fantastic, and others... Well, you get used to this Gabriel speaking style, just like William Shatner does when he's speaking, or, or like a, yeah, I mean, everyone knows he's not singing, right? William Shatner is just doing, uh, uh, just talking, while the song is playing, so to speak. You know, someone is is uh, playing the instruments and he's just talking the stories or covering the songs that he's just speaking naturally. Um, I do love William Shatner's work. Don't get me wrong. I would never rip him off because of that or any, just, you know, talk ill about him, nor would I ever about Gabriel. But in this case, I got to say, um, the only thing I can recognize or understand from the process of creating the song is to be faithful to Leonard Cohen uh, in his original uh style of presenting and singing or talking in a song. His voice was as the signature of those songs. And I think Gabriel tried to pay too, pay tribute by being almost like him and I'm not sure if that was necessary but it was I think in to be fair uh his 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 own choice of course of making it because he loved the guy so much and he wanted to pay tribute as good as he could so he did that that of course I understand and I respect that it's perfectly fine there's nothing bad about that it just doesn't sound like Gabriel to me which is why that is a song I can listen to. Sometimes maybe I can, you know, find something in it that I do find more appealing over time. But at the moment, I got to say, it's not really something I want to listen to. You know, the, the the arrangement is beautiful. I'd like to listen to that. But it it takes me out of that mood when I hear... Peter just talking in a song. Because there's something missing. There's really something, a signature, that is so powerful that only a Gabriel's voice can carry. And you don't find it here. That's what I personally think. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is I, I, I was um, some Facebook friend that I've known, a woman who's uh, you know, uh, taking care of uh, Peter Gabriel art page, where every one of us, including myself, had uh, contributed some artwork in some shape or form. I think I only did two over the years, while others were more creative and more productive. I think anyone is more more productive than me. And um, she was wondering, because she posted something in that group, why nobody said anything more uh, positive or posted anything at all, no comments about the new song. Then I posted something and said, exactly that what I told you, that it's a bit underwhelming, the song. It's not exactly something that, you know, people would freak out over because well, Gabriel is there, but he's not really there, you know? It's just like, like I said, a half bag or a 50-50 mix of something that we, we are known, that we are familiar with, and then something that is kind of almost boring to some to some degree, to some capacity. I don't feel too thrilled about it. Uh, same goes for uh, the, the song for Edward Snowden that he did. And I forgot what the song... Was called. I think it, I have to look that up again. I, I don't remember exactly. Let me let me just check on that because that song really um, it, that was it wasn't too disappointing. Let's say, but it was um, a letdown. It was slightly disappointing. Let's put it like that. Oh yeah, now I found it. The song was called "The Veil," which was released. Ooh, let me let me. I think six years ago. How how time flies, you know, how fast that was. Six years ago, The Veil was released. Now, that song is, well, it's a good song. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to trash it. That's not what I'm intending here. But I noticed that back then, for example, in, in most Facebook groups that I've been in, uh, more in contact with or in touch uh, about Gabriel on Facebook, um... That the fan community was heavily divided by that song. Some loved it, just like this this woman. i'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention her name for privacy reasons, but uh, she's someone who loves everything Gabriel does, and almost blindly, I don't know why, but she's just too positive without being objective about anything at all. And um if you criticize like something like this the latest song, here it is, like I did. She took it almost personally and didn't really. I think, understood what I wanted to say. It's, the song is not terrible. It's just, um, after all these years, we have come to know Gabriel's music and we know somehow what to expect when we're talking about a typical signature in Gabriel's style. And sometimes it doesn't always add up or sometimes the presentation, the the execution, the, the arrangement, the singing is not exactly... Um, on par on the level of what this man can do if he wants to do it. Now, I know this sounds snoppy if I say it, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I would never do that. But it's just that, you know, everyone's taste is, like I said, different. And it's perfectly natural that we go our separate ways in our opinions and uh, our... our, uh, uh, I'm lost for words right now. I forgot the word. I'm... But you you know what I'm saying here. We're talking about different opinions, different envisions, different expectations, let's put it that way, and anticipations. And we we are all looking forward to the new album of Gabriel. And I'm sure that's going to be filled with a lot of surprises. Uh, His personal album is something else. If he does music, For other people, for different reasons, the outcome can be very different, but in most cases what he does is spot on, and it's beautiful to listen to, it's original, it's his stuff, but in this case, um, the latest song is, like I said, the arrangement, the instruments, the way of playing, is not unique maybe, but it's just fitting and perfect for the song. Uh, The way he sings it is, for me personally, not. And The Veil was a straightforward song. And I remember in the Facebook group how many people were completely disappointed by the song. Now the point is, the song itself is important because it highlights uh, the bravery of Edward Snowden. We know that. What we don't like is that there is nothing in the song that is typical for Gabriel in his cryptic message and lyrics. You know this this thoughtful presentation of a play of words or uh, metaphors, if you will, all these things that Gabriel is known for is not found in the song. It's just straightforward, and it's that that's why, for me personally, the song is no fun to listen to because it's. There is no challenge to listen to it, if you if, if you know what I mean. There's nothing that excites me too much that it pulls me right into the song and I think to myself, wow, this is brilliant. Uh, no, it's not. It's a good song, but it's just a normal mainstream kind of song with a touch of Gabriel in there in the form of the arrangement and some electronic components in, in the song that is typical for him. Also, the style of singing is more typical for Gabriel than many other songs. But... The lyrics are just downright plain simple, which was very disappointing to a lot of people. And um, also he was singing in parts, I think, too quietly, too soft, just like on the New Blood, um, not the New Blood tour, that was more, more vibrant, I think, but the Scratch My Back album, which also divided fans, you know, back then. it was. I think it's more... Complicated today to get all fans together on this topic because we had a great run from all albums with the exception of number two. I'm sorry that that's just for me where I could have sworn if he did another album like that, he would have dug his own grave. But that's just my opinion here. I'm not saying that the songs are bad, it's the way it was recorded that made the album. Uh, unbearable for many listeners, and in some cases for me too. Not all songs, but a portion of it. We've been through this topic. Bear with me, please. But um, after that, we got the the terrific, you know, we had a great start with Genesis. Yes, of course we did. But I'm not a Genesis person. I I do like the songs, but Genesis is Genesis and has nothing to do with Gabriel, okay? With the exception that, of course, he, he was writing many of these songs himself. He, many say he was the mastermind behind the Genesis band back in the day when he was the lead singer. Uh, that was his era. Sure, of course, um, there might be a lot of truth to that. But that's not Gabriel. That's not really who he is. And he wanted to be someone he can find comfort with, he or feel at least comfortable with, look himself in the mirror and just love what he does. And that happened when the first album came out in his solo career, not a day before that. Okay. Anyone else talking differently about it has no idea, completely no idea. Those people are completely knucklehead fans about Genesis only, and there's nothing better than Genesis, and that's bullshit. Okay. That's just nonsense beyond belief. I mean, we could put uh, the Rolling Stones here okay, and have the same kind of discussion. We could have the Beatles here and say that there is nothing better than the Beatles because the Beatles did everything. Okay, They set the groundwork for rock music to be what it is today. Um, in parts, that could be true. It's not correct entirely. We have to stay objective to what we listen to. We have to stay objective overall and try to find common ground and respect the music in general that we love and love to share. And that goes for Gabriel as well. It's more complicated after the album Us came out. A lot of people back then said, well, the SO album was just so poppy, it was so different. Fans got divided after album four because of the SO album. It was too mainstream, many people said. You know, and still, because of the success of that album, he attracted much more fans, many, many more fans worldwide. We know that. And then the Us album came out, which was very personal, very touchy. Um, Some people couldn't deal with that. They jumped off and said, yeah, that's their least favorite album. That's not the Gabriel I know and love. Personally, that is exactly the Gabriel I know and love. That's the strongest album for me personally. Then there's the Up album where many said, oh, Gabriel has lost his magic. I'm not going to listen to him anymore. I did notice that. I did... uh, Uh, I have met people saying that. I have read about people blogging about that topic and were completely disappointed with the mechanics of that album. I do understand it to some degree, but the criticism towards Gabriel's songs and the lyrics in general were just, uh, that was wrong, to be honest. That was not really a proper uh, judgment on their part. They were just... They, they were looking for something that was exactly the same as before, something they could that could be on par with the So album or the third album or even Us, but they didn't get that. They got something different this time, which is something I love about Gabriel. It's it, every album is different. It's a completely different concept, but with a heavy, heavy signature of his moody self, bloody-minded stories that he likes to tell, or uh, very dark and vibrant uh, metaphors that he likes to use when he sings about life and death. And uh, the Up album was a very good example of that. Then we got the covers. And with the New Blood tour and uh, the Scratch My Back and I'll Scratch Yours, all that stuff, people were kind of bored by it. And these albums got sold rather poorly in in comparison to what he did before basically because of the reason people were expecting a real studio album and not some cover album, not a project, not a side project. They wanted to have original, just pure Gabriel stuff. I understand that. I want that too. I really do. I'm looking forward to his new album. I am so excited about it, believe me. But I did not really hate... the other concepts that he created like I didn't hate the the um, hate is such a strong word in this but I found common ground with most of the tracks from scratch my back but that's where this uh, fan dividing started you know when we think about uh, stuff like um, fade out the last track on on that album the last I forgot who the original uh, songwriters were Um, I have to look that up again. I'm too bad with my memory these days. I have to read or reread and revisit lots of stuff to get it back into my head. But I think the song was called Fade Out and it was the the last track on the album. And most people absolutely downright hated it, including the original band who wrote the song. And that is... Not surprising because the song is very, very difficult to listen to. It's not because the song in general is bad. It's because the way Gabriel sang the song. It makes, your, it makes your toenails curl. It makes your hair stand up. It is that crazy. It's that difficult to listen to. And he did that on purpose because he thought it was necessary for the song and he liked it at the time. I'm not sure if he still likes it now or if he feels embarrassed by it. It's difficult to tell. Like I said, the song itself is not entirely terrible. There are some portions or segments of the song that he sings rather, uh, very sad, of course, very very depressive almost, but I like those segments a lot and I still listen to exactly that track a couple of times. But there are also elements in the song where he goes with his voice into a squeaky completely broken way sings like he's he's uh, like, like like that and he did that live as well and i i know because i've been there i've been to that concert i have listened to hundreds of people moan in pain when he did that because it sounded ridiculous now i understand that gabriel did that for an artistic reason that's okay but the outcome was terrible and most people hated the song, <laughs> and it's really not the best that Gabriel does. But look, we're talking about maybe 2% of the songs that he created that are a bit hard to listen to or not really to everyone's appeal, where we're hitting a very straight edge somewhere, a cliff to fall off of, because that's natural. You know what happens? You, you, you cannot love all the material that someone does. It's just unrealistic and it's not the truth. It's not authentic. It's not honest. It's it's a lie. And it's perfectly fine that way. You know, it's it, nobody's perfect. Gabriel is very close to be perfect. Most of his stuff is perfect. I mean, you know, there are the ups and downs in some albums and some tracks, of course. But... Um, Right now, I think that the fan community has been more divided than ever because they're not really getting any confirmation that Gabriel is actually putting out um, a record hit at any point in time. That could be because our uh, anticipation and expectations are super big. Um, Mine certainly is big enough. I'd like to be moved just once more. I just want to dive into the album and lose myself into his music that's what I need that's what I personally really need right now to be in a different world in my head because the world is crazy enough and I need something to pull me out of it and the song here it is doesn't do it at least not for me it's not a bad song like I said it's not Gabriel's fault this is um um well in part it actually is more his fault but it's because of the choice how he wants to sing the song just like his choice to make the song straightforward for The Veil, for Edward Snowden. You know, it's it's not everything has to be cryptic, but I love cryptic stuff. I love deep, uh, thought-provoking material in those songs. Um, the, the, the latest one, Here It Is, is most likely more thought-provoking, of course, because of the lyrics. Like I said, Leonard Cohen did amazing stuff, but The Veil wasn't. It's just... It's really on the nose, it's just right there for you to see before the song even starts. That's how blatant blatant it is but um, um the the way we divide ourselves the way we just lose ourselves in in these in these discussions, especially people expecting Peter Gabriel to perform when he's going live next year on tour. perhaps that's what we're expecting anyway, what we heard so far, the rumors and all that um Some people expect him to actually still sing Genesis songs, which he never did, really. It was just one occasion where he did that after all these years, together with Sting in the Rock, Paper, Scissor Tour in North America. And that was um, Selling England by the Pound, the opening lines, or the the opening uh, verses of those songs, before Sting took over with the song Message in a Bottle. And that was beautifully done. That was a great concept that they did. And Gabriel sang those few words, you know. um, Can you tell me where my country lies? And people went berserk listening to that. And of course, I understand the hype behind that. If Gabriel would decide, for example, to go with Genesis one last time in the Peter Gabriel era of it all and have just Phil Collins be there for some side vocals, for example, because in his current state, Phil Collins cannot really sing. I'm um, sorry to say that he, I've, I've I've listened to the stuff that he did live recently with the last uh, tour or this farewell tour or goodbye tour or something. It's just that's not Phil Collins for me. You know the best days are for, of, of Collins are long gone. That's the sad truth. He was really super good and 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 successful in his time. He's not a good songwriter, but he's a very good. Um, performer and he's good in, at mainstream music he's not really an artist for me personally I cannot see him as an artist but he did some amazing stuff back in the day with Genesis and in his solo career that is true but when you listen to him now there is no energy anymore there's, nothing, there's no passion in his voice that's gone, that's all gone it's just my opinion, I understand if you love Phil Collins a lot and you see it differently I perfectly understand that I listen to it, no I can't for the life of me put my head in there or yet alone my ears. But um, people are expecting, like I said, the, the, the Gabriel Genesis era and want to hear those old songs like Selling England, Buy the Pound or Get Them Out by Friday and all these, these interesting great songs or even uh, you know, the, the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which was in a, also a very fantastic and interesting track, or The Carpet Crawlers. You know, which he did re-record back then in 1999, which is uh, my favorite version because it features Gabriel more heavy in that track. Mm. Um. Well, should Peter play the Genesis songs if he goes live? Uh, I personally hope he doesn't. I want to listen to Gabriel and his new material, whatever it is. I can still make my mind up afterwards. Okay, One of my favorite things looking forward to is the newest song that he played a few times live during the Rock, Paper, Scissor tour with Sting is the song called Love Can Heal, which is also a very soft-spoken, uh, gentle song, but still a lot more Gabriel than the Leonard Cohen imitation that he did. If you, if you have listened to that track live, or a recording of that somewhere on YouTube, you will notice that that song might be very gentle and and, and and quiet, but it's way more powerful than what I expected. And that song really, that beats me up. I have to listen to it again at some point, and I'd like to listen to a real studio version of that when he records it and if he records it. It could be that he skips this track and puts it somewhere else, but I'd really like to listen to... Uh, a proper recorded studio session of uh, "Love Can Heal" because I think that song is important. Okay, um, it could be the, the final version could be a little bit different, but uh, that's a really, really good and powerful song. It's very moving, and um, it's that—that that is exactly what I'm looking forward to. I want to feel real Gabriel-type emotions that provoke you in the deepest way possible when you listen to the record. That's what I love about his work. And I do find that more often in other work and samples as well, including these uh, you know, movie, movie songs, like the, the Rated PG album. There's a lot of fantastic stuff on there. You know, It's something that you can just uh, be entertained about. But it's been 20 years since we got an original album, so we're all looking forward to that. And here it is, is not part of that, thankfully. We're going to get there, believe me. We're going to be surprised. We're going to be maybe shocked even to some degree, and some of us will most likely be disappointed because you can't please everyone. But he sure tries to, I think. Um. Something else I wanted to just briefly... Um. Oh yeah, just to, to, to finish this, this podcast for today because I'm over 40 minutes already ranting about Gabriel's songs. Um, uh, there's, the, the fan base is very divided or ha- always has been since Gabriel left Genesis. You have the Genesis fans and you have the true Gabriel fans. You have those who love both. You have those who love Collins and everyone else. It's fine. I get that. But um, Gabriel said time and time again, that his days of, of Genesis are over. And he doesn't want to be just recognized for Genesis. He wants to be recognized for the solo artist, who he really is. And I understand that. The guy does amazing stuff. And if you just you know ignore his solo career, everything where he puts his heart and soul in there, and always go back to Genesis, and always ask him the same fucking stuff, of course it gets annoying. Of course it's annoying for him. He is thankful for the fact that his music and his musical career started back then in that band. Of course he is. It's always going to be a part of him, but it's not who he is, and it's not who he should be defined by, okay? He should be defined by who he is himself. Everything he puts to the table, his his personality, his songwriting, his, his visions, his humanitarian side, the project he's doing, the elders um, the, the, uh, what's, what the rest called this, this group where they're trying to, uh, establish communication with animals. I forgot the organization. That's beautiful. All that stuff is important. Okay. That's who Gabe really is for me. Okay. That's a guy who sees a vision in the future, who is super positive about it and is working towards it that the message, the message gets through to make the world a better place. If there is a chance at all that we can make a better place. I know I'm very sarcastic about this. I'm very bloody-minded about it, and I don't trust the human race for the life of me, but he does, and he sees potential in our future. I still struggle to see that potential, but that's just me personally, okay? <laughs> that's just my dark side taking over most most of the time. But Genesis is, is just, it's an old story, an old hat. They had their run. They had made uh, fantastic music, incredibly complex arrangements. We know that. But that's the old stuff, and it will stay old in a locker somewhere far away. And Gabriel stated, and he stated that a few times before, most rock stars and performers in their old age go back to the original material when they have no money anymore, when they're broke. And he said... He's thankful for the fact that he hasn't he reached that point in time yet where he was forced to do that to survive. That is a good statement, and that was honest, and I love that. Why would he lie about that? So leave him alone with Genesis, please. Stick to the solo career. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. It's that simple. But I think you should because it has a lot more potential than the original uh, Genesis stuff. So, that being said, if you are on one of these platforms, no matter if Facebook or not, or a forum somewhere, or the fan groups in general, and you're discussing these topics, please don't forget, this is not the end of your life if there is something that you don't agree with. We can all be excited about something. We can all love something and share our thoughts. We can also be crit... uh, (laughs) We can be critics, we can criticize what we don't like, but we should stay respectful. There is no need to fight because we're all here for one and the same guy, for his, his artistic work, which we cherish and love for the most part. Sometimes there's a disappointment. Sometimes there's something that we don't really like. And that's perfectly fine because we're all humans and we do different things. We love different things. If you take that stuff personal, then I got to say you're an idiot. That's not worth it. Okay, if you take that stuff personal, if someone attacks you and says you're an idiot because you listen to Peter Gabriel, that's worth being upset about because of course the, the information is bullshit and the statement makes no sense. But if someone is criticizing a song because he doesn't like it for specific reasons and can actually articulate his reasoning and someone gets upset about that, that's dumb. That's just completely stupid. Don't let yourself get too attached to these things and don't look too deep into the the criticism of some people. It's just the way it is. Be respectful. Enjoy ourselves. Enjoy the company. Enjoy the, the fan base. Like I said, we're all in the same boat. We love this stuff. We can disagree sometimes, but in the end, we should be able to shake hands and just enjoy the music, right? Because that's what life is all about when it's about music. It's about just the love that we can feel and the joy we can feel about sharing this uh, privilege of listening to his music. And that's about now everything I want to say for today. I still have a lot of work to do. I have a cup of tea in my hand. And boy, believe me, do I miss my whiskey. Um, I think I am an alcoholic. I think I got a problem. Ah, who gives a shit, right? Who cares? We could die tomorrow. I don't know. I could hit. I could be hit by a meteor rock. Might be uh, not a bad idea. <laughs> So I wish you guys all the best, okay? If you can and you listen to the new material, maybe you like this stuff, maybe maybe you don't. Maybe you want to open up a discussion, but always, always try to be at least respectful to some degree, okay? That being said, uh, enjoy yourselves, stay healthy, stay safe, eat your vitamins and be kind to each other. I'll be back soon enough with another story. Until then, peace be with you and goodbye.